to the history of Sega. This is Sega Ages Extra.
Hello and welcome to Sega Ages Extra, the podcast that extends the live show to which this is themed. Now, this is the first Sega Ages Extra podcast I've recorded. It's not the first one that's been for Sega Ages, but it's the first one I've recorded. And this is following on from the music that was played and games that were released on the Sega Saturn. And to start off this podcast, we had my dear friend Rally from Sega Rally Championship. We had Victory Goal 97 from the same game. And we had Sonic R Diamond in the Sky. So, now I've posted on Twitter already. Now I know this isn't ready by the time this podcast happens. But if you're following the Radio Sega feed... You will notice that I've posted a tweet that says there is a competition in this um, podcast. And what I'll do, I'll play you some music and then I'll give you the, the details on how to enter. So in this next batch of music, I'm going to play you music from games that don't tend to be requested on Sega Ages as far as I'm aware. Or at least these are games that are completely unfamiliar to me. So in this next batch we've got music from Astel, from Maki or Machi, and from Last Bronx. So starting off with Into the Darkness from Astel.
celebrating the history of Sega. This is Sega Ages.
There we are, so in that batch of music there we had Into the Darkness from Astol, we had Otaku Detective Run from what I'm going to call Machi, and we had Moonlight Garden Onagai Good This Sound Mix from Last Bronx. Right, now I said in the previous batch that we're going to run a competition for you. I felt that with In Reverse, now In Reverse is only available to listeners who take part during the show as it's being aired on Radio Sega. And obviously, for those of you who download and listen to the podcast, because it's for live show only due to the the fact that you could fast forward and get the answers in before if we were to run the show you could fast forward get the answers in and then you could win because you'd know what the answers are so that's why we we have it during the live shows because you don't get the answers until after the show is played but obviously by having in reverse in the main show it means that podcast listeners don't actually get a chance to take part so just before I came on and started recording this podcast, I thought, how can we run a competition that podcast listeners could take part in and could win? And the thing that struck me was this. I'm going to read you something. I'm going to give you a little bit of information about a particular uh, Sega Saturn model. And what I'm going to do, if you... If you're the first one to send me a message, either by the IRC chat room, if you happen to be there at the time, or if you send a direct message to at Radio Sega on Twitter, or if you send me, Forever Sonic, a private message on the Radio Sega forums, if you are the first person to do that, then I have a prize for you. And the prize I have is a sort of Sega blue colour Sega logo lanyard which you can use to hang keys or key rings or things like that on so it's a a blue lanyard with Sega written all over it so what is it you've got to find well I'm looking for the model the name of the model doesn't necessarily have to be the model code but you're you're free to add that to your message if you fancy it but Mostly the model. So this is a description of that model. And if you're the first one to send me the message, you win the prize. So which model is this? This machine appears in a similar colour to the European and North American Saturn without close inspection. The actual logo of this model is printed on the CD drive lid. Controllers have the same colour layout as the unit, with pinkish beige and dark bluish grey buttons. And the logo for this model actually appears on them. This machine was packaged in an almost black box with a light grey slash white border. Accepting some limited promotional bundles, this particular model came packaged with an MPEG plug-in card allowing for video CD playback. The startup screen for this model differs slightly from other models. Instead of a shower of pieces forming the Sega Saturn logo, 
the word of the model shoots out from the middle of the screen and then flips around until it is readable. So, which model was I describing? If you send me a message using the direct or private features, if you're the first to do so, you win the prize. So, that was that. I'm now going to play you some music that was requested before the show. This is actually a Silver Sonic Sandwich. How about that for alliteration? A Silver Sonic Sandwich. Starting off with a remix, and which one I've forgotten, but starting off with Silver Sonic's remix, then a request from Zonic. Music this time from music I do know. This is um, Sonic 3D. The, obviously the Saturn version, the special stage, and then Silver Sonic's actual request from a real game rather than a remix. This is Rusty Ruin Act 1. So we're going to start you with Silver Sonic's remix, and this one is called Nowhere to Run.
so there we are. We had the, the Silver Sonic Sandwich, which I believe was all the music from Sonic 3D. Uh, Nowhere to Run there, I believe, is a remix on one of the boss themes. And then after that, we had Special Stage. Now, this was the track that was not in the the main show, and so therefore I could play it. Now, this was, I say, not in the main show. This was the one of the tracks that was in the in reverse small clips that was played backwards, but not in the show. And then we finished there with Rusty Ruin Act 1, I believe. All of that being music from Richard Jakes. Right, what I'm going to do now for you, in the main show, I tend to read you a small... I say small, it was a bit, little bit, a little bit large last time, but a small section of facts about the particular theme of the show. So I'm going to continue with the news or the facts that I had about the Saturn. Now, the Japanese Saturn was released in November of 1994, and this was just six weeks ahead of its rival, the Sony PlayStation. Approximately 170,000 machines were sold on the first day that the Saturn went on sale. Now, many of the games that were made... Hang on. Many of the games that made the Saturn popular in Japan, such as Sakura Taisen series and various role-playing video games were never released in foreign territories, as it was assumed at Sega of America and Sega of Europe that they were not appealing to a Western audience. Now, by the end of 1994, the 16-bit video game era was in twilight in North America, and gamers were eagerly anticipating the new 32-bit machines from Japan. In early 1995, Sega of America President Tom Kalinske announced that the Saturn would launch in the US on Saturn Day. A bit like Sonic Tuesday back in the day, but Saturn Day, which was Saturday, September the 2nd of 1995. This date was greatly anticipated by gamers and the media. It also allowed Sony to announce that the PlayStation release date would be one week later, on September the 9th, 1995. However, on May the 11th, 95, at the first Electronic Entertainment Expo, this being E3, Kalinski announced that the Saturn Day date was a ruse, and that the system was being released nationwide by four select retailers, these being Toys R Us, Babbage's, Software Etc, and Electronics Boutique, and this would be happening immediately. It appeared that Sega had a real opportunity to take a commanding four-month lead in the 32-bit race by beating the PlayStation to the market. However, the surprise launch backfired on Sega for several reasons. The Saturn was released at a high price point of 399 US dollars, while Sony announced a 299 US dollar price for the PlayStation at E3 itself as a response to the Saturn's earlier release. The early launch also meant that the Saturn had only six games available at launch as most third-party games were slated to be completed and rolled out around the original September the 2nd launch date. And as many successful Japanese titles were not imported, third-party publishers, particularly those based in North America, were angered at the surprise launch, preventing them from capitalizing on the release, on the monumentum inherent in an anticipated planned release. 
Essentially, the only software available on the shelves at launch was software released by Sega. Many within the gaming industry viewed the early launch as a calculated move to give Sega larger sales of Saturn software at the expense of independent developers. In addition to this, the retailers who were not included in the early launch, most notably Walmart and KB Toys, they felt betrayed, with some retaliating by supporting Sega's rivals. This resulted in Sega having difficulties with these distributors for the Saturn and also, for, funnily enough, for its successor, the Dreamcast. For example, Sega's actions also angered KB Toys that they refused to release the Saturn at all, and actually went as far as having some retailers remove anything Sega-related in stores to provide more retail space for the Saturn's competition instead. By the time of the PlayStation's release on September the 9th, the Saturn had sold approximately 80,000 systems. The PlayStation, on the other hand, managed to sell over 100,000 units in its first weekend in, of availability in the US. From 95 to 97, the Saturn became the other system, running a distant third behind the Nintendo 64 and the PlayStation. However, it was the preferred system for many arcade and import gamers. Sales of the Saturn would generally spike as new arcade ports were released, but would die off again shortly after. By the end of 97, Sega had announced that it would develop a successor, this of course being the Dreamcast, causing console sales and game releases to drop dramatically. Now, as a result of the Saturn's commercial failure, Sega lost nearly 268 million US dollars and had to lay off 30% of its workforce. Now, despite the success of Sega's previous consoles in Europe, however, and although the Sega Saturn was launched in Europe in July 1995, a few months before the newcomer's PlayStation release, the monumentum the, sorry, the momentum for Sony's console amongst consumers began to build rapidly, stalling Saturn sales in the region. As a result, the Sega Saturn never enjoyed the success it achieved in Japan, or even the post-launch hype the machine was awarded in North America, leaving the market almost solely in the competition's hands. By the time that the Nintendo 64 hit the European shelves in early 1997, the Saturn sales had long been stagnated. And just a small little bit of information here, the last commercial licensed release in Europe was a survival horror game called Deep Fear, released by Sega Europe in November 1998. So that's a little bit more on the history of the Sega Saturn. And I think that it's time for me to play you some more music. So I'm going to play you, in this next batch of music, a sort of racing game theme, starting off with a track that requires you to get your frying pans ready. This from Daytona USA. It is, of course, Fry High or Sky High.
be this good takes ages. Sega Ages on Radio Sega. There we are. So I hope you all had your frying pans out, waving them up to the brew, brew sky. Of course, that was Sky High from Daytona USA. Following that was BGM01 from Hang On GP95, uh, and BGM08 from Manx TT Superbike. Right, so what I'm going to do now, I'm going to read you the the model for the competition again I'm going to read you for the second time so that you know what you're looking for now this machine appears similar in color to the European and North American Saturn without a close inspection the name of this console is printed on the CD drive lid and controllers have the same color layout as the unit but with pinkish beige and dark bluish gray buttons the logo itself appears on the controllers. The machine was packaged in an almost all black box with a light grey or white border. Now, excepting some limited promotional bundles, this particular model came packaged with an MPEG plug-in card that allowed for video CD playback. The startup screen differs slightly from other models in that instead of a shower of pieces forming the Sega Saturn logo, the logo of this particular machine shoots out from the middle of the screen and then flips around until it is readable. So, have you worked it out yet? Do you think you know what it is? If you have, then send me a direct or private message, depending on your method of 
answering. If I happen to be in the IRC at the time, then feel free to send me a private message, which you can do by double-clicking on my name or using the slash command slash query followed by Forever Sonic. If you're on Twitter, then if you're following me, you can send a direct message to at Forever Sonic, or if you're not, then... Well, I was going to say, why not? But if you're not, then feel free to send a direct message to at Radio Sega. Although you don't tend to use the at sign, do you, with direct messages? But still, send it to Forever Sonic or uh, Radio Sega. Or if you are on the Radio Sega forums, then send me a private message there. And of course, I am there as Forever Sonic. Now, the first one to send in the correct answer. Now it could be the model name, it doesn't necessarily have to be the model code, but feel free to send uh, either or both of those in, it's up to you. And the prize you could win is a royal blue, Sega coloured blue, uh, neck wearable lanyard with the Sega logo written all over it. So, what I'm going to do now, I'm going to play you some more music. This being a track from Fighters Megamix, but it was also used in Afterburner. And then after that, we're going to play some music from Vachenroda. And to finish off the batch, music from Burning Rangers. So, City 202, or uh, from Afterburner, or Ranking from Fighters Megamix, for you now. Enjoy! soundtrack to the history of Sega. This is Sega Ages Extra. Hey. Oh, 
So City 202 or ranking from Fighters Mega Mix, the main tile from Vachon Roda, and We Are Burning Rangers, the English version from Burning Rangers. 
So if you'd like to enter the competition, you should know how to do so by now. You send a direct or private message to me. The first one to do that wins a prize. Now, I've got to say thank you for downloading the podcast. This is just about all I'm going to play for you tonight. But I'm going to leave you with a lullaby from Clockwork Night. Thanks again, I've been Forever Sonic. This has been the Sega Ages Extra podcast, playing you the music from the soundtrack of the Sega Saturn. Thank you.